Is your business protected against the threat of malicious litigation and frivolous lawsuits? Are you sinking company profits into marketing campaigns that do nothing to contribute to the growth of your business? Bottled Business Sense provides practical business perspectives that uniquely emphasize both legal and media marketing strategies to protect and ensure the longevity of your business. Whether you're trying to provide a startup business with some level of stability or an established business with foolproof asset and estate protection or simply attempting to get a better return for your business marketing dollars, Bill Bernard and Rick Muscoso will expose potential pitfalls to ensure the security and growth of your business, free from unwanted expense and the threat of litigation. You'll learn how to implement marketing and protection tools equal to those used by today's most successful corporations. Let's join Bill and Rick for today's Bottled Business Sense Show. Hey, good morning, everyone. Today's Tuesday here on the Bottled Business Sense Show. You're in the right place at the right time. It's 10 o'clock. And uh, welcome to all of our followers. If you're new to the show, well, welcome to you as well. And uh, as always, you can always find us on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, and uh, our whole myriad of, uh, of uh, previous episodes on BottledBusinessSenseShow.com. So before we get started, I want to bring on uh, my co-host. I am Rick Moscoso, and uh, I'm going to bring on Bill Bernard here in a second to talk about uh, something that's centered around business law and uh, obviously one of his expertise. So uh, everyone, welcome Bill to the uh, episode this morning. Hey, Rick, how you doing? Good morning, everybody. Um, I thought we'd do a, a relatively compact show on uh, on uh, what's required uh, in terms of getting a, a sales tax license. Uh, does your business need to collect a sales tax, first of all? And how do you go about getting a sales tax license? And, and what happens if you have a business and you're selling uh uh, products or services across state lines. So uh, I'd ask that everybody please keep in mind that uh, what I'm sharing here is for discussion purposes, uh, for professional tax guidance or uh, professional uh, uh, advice about your specific situation and your specific business, you should consult a tax specialist or and or a, uh, a business attorney. Uh, so keep that in mind as we move along. And I thought we'd start off, Rick, by talking about how a sales tax works. So a sales tax is paid to the state and sometimes to local governments uh, for the sales of tangible goods and certain services. It is a pass-through tax, meaning that businesses do not mark up the tax amount and profit from it, or at least they shouldn't. The tax they collect is what they must, what they must report and pay to the state. Typical examples, uh, excuse me, typical exemptions, I should say, of people who don't have to pay the sales tax would be for food purchases at home. As you know, when you go to a grocery store, you don't pay a sales tax. Uh, prescription and non-prescription drugs. Uh, textbooks, clothing, uh, professional services such as accounting, legal, medical, marketing, that sort of thing. Now, you may go to a store and you may buy some clothes and you may end up paying sales tax. Uh, but strictly speaking, uh, for the purchase of clothing itself, uh, there can be an exemption under certain circumstances. So if you're in the clothing business, uh, go ahead and see a, uh, a lawyer so you can discuss that sort of thing. Um, 
Let's talk a little bit about what a sales tax license is. Some, ta some states refer to a sales tax license as a seller's permit or a sales tax permit. So we'll talk about it as either a sales tax license, a seller's permit, or a sales tax permit. States monitor their sales tax. Businesses are assigned a sales tax number and a permit number. Okay, And in some states, temporary sellers, such as those that operate around the holidays, Christmas stores, those sorts of things. Uh, I have a store in my neighborhood that only opens up during Christmas time, so, uh, time, sells Christmas ornaments, gift wrapping, paper, that sort of stuff. Uh, if you're in the uh, if you're Independence Day, you might have a temporary sales license to uh, uh, or a sales tax permit to uh, sell fireworks, for example. But you must obtain that temporary permit. So let's talk very briefly about the difference between a sales tax license and a resale certificate. A sales tax license identifies the businesses that sell taxable goods and services on a retail basis. A reseller license uh, gives a business permission to sell taxable products on a wholesale basis to, re to retailers without collecting sales tax because the understanding, of course, is that a retailer will then impose the sales tax at his or her level. So you have the sales tax license for the, resale, or, uh, the retailer that must report the sales tax. And then you have a resale certificate that you must apply for as a wholesaler, uh, but you do not need to charge sales tax to the retailer to whom you sell your goods. Manufacturers that only sell components for other products also typically pay no, collect no sales tax and need not uh, apply for uh, a sales tax license, but rather a resale certificate. So you're making components for stereo equipment. You sell those to a retailer, uh, you're not going to charge the retailer a sales tax on that particular uh, product. Now, do you need a sales tax license in every state where you sell products? This is important. Um, when a business has a nexus in a state, that is, if the state or local government levies a sales tax because of this nexus, well, then obviously you're going to pay it in whatever state you're doing business in. Let's give some examples of physical presence in, in another state, such as an office, store, or warehouse. Uh, even economic activity can be considered a nexus. Uh, I had a corporation once, and I opened up a checking account uh, in another state uh, on a California corporation, and I had to pay... Uh, not only uh, the yearly fee for that corporation, but also collect sales tax because I had a checking account that created a nexus uh, and required me to comply with, uh, with the rules and regulations of both states or, or whatever state I was operating in besides the state uh, where my uh, corporation was originally set up. Nearly every state has enacted a nexus law that affects remote sellers, uh, including online marketplaces. The Tax Institute provides an up-to-date remote seller nexus chart, and they've also created an economic nexus state guide that explains uh, the threshold that determine economic nexus in each state. So you want to you find out some information, Google remote seller nexus chart,
or Google Economic Nexus State Guide, and you'll come up with uh, with uh, the uh, connections, so to speak, that you need to know about when you're doing business in another state and whether or not a sales tax license is required in the state you're doing business in. Um, you know, um, as I said, there's there's different ways to create a nexus. Uh, when an out-of-state business contracts with an in-state individual, uh, for example, where you have uh, an out-of-state business employee, agent, or person otherwise affiliated with an out-of-state uh, company that now has a physical presence in the state, uh, when an online marketplace has its e-commerce infrastructure, commercial service center, or marketing operation operations, or even payment processing operations, in one state, but do it, but does business in another. These th types of things all create this nexus uh, that you need to be aware of when you're uh, when you when you're applying for a sales tax license and whether you need to charge sales tax on the goods and services that you produce. Beware that businesses that sell taxable products in states where it doesn't have a nexus must inform their customers. States have been becoming more and more sensitive to out-of-state businesses getting an unfair competitive advantage. So where you believe you don't have a nexus, you better inform uh, your customers of this uh, and make sure you're on the up and up because you have to be fair to the people that do business in your state that do have this nexus. Many states level a use tax. If an individual or business entity buys a taxable product from outside of its taxing jurisdiction, and the seller did not collect the sales tax, the buyer must report a pay or use tax for storage, use, or consumption of that item. This levels the playing field um, for businesses that do, uh, that do business in the state where you're now attempting to do business. This all gets a little tricky. So again, this is only for discussion purposes and, and to make you aware of things. Be sure to consult with a tax specialist and a business attorney in your area so you can uh, uh, understand whether or not you have the appropriate nexus to go ahead and uh, apply for a sales tax license and charge sales tax in whatever state you're doing business in. A couple of helpful hints I thought I'd uh, provide um, that... Uh, you know, would be useful to you. Obtain an EIN number before you go for your seller's permit. You made the you you now understand you need one. You need this sales tax license or seller's permit before you do. Obtain an EIN number, an identification number for tax and reporting purposes. Determine what codes are appropriate for taxable products and services that you're going to report. So you Google the North American Industry Classification System, the North American Industry Classification System, and they will give you classifications of various products and or services that you need to utilize when you're reporting a sales tax. Information about your business. Make sure you have your business name handy, your business entity type, your state of incorporation, your physical business address, your email address, your business phone number, your business description, who's the responsible party for reporting sales tax in your business, your bank account information. You need to have that stuff handy when you go to uh, apply for this uh, sales tax permit. 
Remember, EIN, get your uh, North American industry classification code set up and provide the information I just went over. Have that handy uh, for when you're uh, going to uh, apply for this license. Then you're going to calculate the amount of tax you expect to collect. The state will determine your filing frequency, whether you file monthly, weekly, bi uh, uh, biannually, that sort of thing based on what you estimate your sales tax will be by estimating the amount of product or services you, you think you'll move in a particular time frame. And it's an estimate, and it can always be uh, uh, revamped, so to speak. Provide the names of your suppliers, your wholesalers, and make sure you have personal references on hand. So all of these things you need to have handy and in front of you when you apply for the seller's uh, permit or the uh, seller's tax permit. How to get a license. Well, it's available online. The amount of time it takes for states to issue sales tax licenses vary. Uh, and uh, you're just going to have to go and, and, uh, and take your best shot and see how long it'll take you. Get, it, get a business attorney to help you. But most of this stuff is available to you online. And finally, collecting and paying sales tax. The business uses the appropriate form to report sales tax collected and sends it to the state and or local agency along with payment. Businesses may need to file sales tax forms either, as I said, monthly, quarterly, or annually. So to recap, Rick, uh, make sure your business uh, requires a sales tax license. Make sure you find out if indeed it does. Make sure you understand how the sales tax works and what a sales tax license is. Understand the difference between a sales tax license and a resale certificate that a wholesaler uses. Uh, make sure you know whether you have a nexus and whether you're doing business in different states besides the one where you're incorporated or LLC'd and uh, determine if you're going to have to collect a sales tax and apply for a sales tax license in any other state besides your own. Uh, and uh, before you apply for the seller's permit or seller's license, make sure you have all of the appropriate information I went over uh, handy so you can uh, speed up the process. So I hope that helps you, at least gives you a little bit of a background. That's what this was for. Make sure, as Rick and I have always said, you have a marketing guy on your team, a sales, uh, excuse me, a, uh, uh, an accountant or a professional tax specialist on your team, and most of all, a business lawyer on your team. Because without those, uh, you're going to be in, uh, you could get in hot water. And of course, that's the old story, right, Rick, where you call the lawyer after you get into trouble. That's not what we want to do. We don't want to call lawyers after we get into trouble. We want we want preventative maintenance. Okay, here's an example. See this blood test I just got? That's preventative medical maintenance, right? So you don't wait till you get sick. You go in, you get your yearly checkup. Your business needs a yearly checkup as well. And before we hit the road, I want to mention that next, uh, next time, our next show is going to be on the liability protections that are actually included in an LLC formation. This is going to be an in-depth show, and it's going to be extremely important covering a number of different areas. So I want to impress upon all of you that that's a show you really should tune in for if, in fact, you uh, are an LLC owner. Okay? That's right. Well, as always, thank you again, Bill. That uh, episode that Bill was uh, talking about will be aired 
Uh, we'll be live here on September 29th. So that's two weeks from today, same time at 10 o'clock. A uh, quick shout out to the champ who's watching us over there on uh, YouTube. Welcome to the show. If you're a first time uh, viewer and or if uh, you're a returner, welcome back. So anyway, we love to see uh, new fans as we as we progress. We've been doing this for quite some time now. There's a complete library of resources at bottlebusinessandshow.com. Go back there and uh pretty much review any type of topic that you uh, would like to um, learn about in regards to business law, employment, uh, trust, entities, and um, some marketing tips as well. So again, that's uh, bottlebusinesssenseshow.com uh, or just reach out to uh, uh, Bill or myself. Um, you've seen our contact information on the video. Here's Bill's information. I'll just leave it up there real quick. And as we exit, uh, and I can't as well. Yeah, and I can't emphasize enough. Uh, make sure you see someone in your area because no lawyer, I don't care how brilliant he or she claims to be, uh, can give you legal advice, nor can you become a client of a lawyer who's online giving you basic tips about certain specific areas of law. Uh, you need to go and talk. Believe me, you, when you interview a client, you find out all kinds of things that you couldn't otherwise possibly know. And that changes the whole scenario and how you're going to proceed with that client. So make sure you hire uh, a lawyer and uh, get them on board with your business before him or her, uh, before you run into trouble. OK, uh, everybody have a good and prosperous week. Thanks again, Rick. And uh, we'll see you next time. OK, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, everyone. Bye-bye now.